Hello and welcome to episode number two of Pause for Popcorn. If you're a fan, then welcome back. And if you're a first timer, let me give you the rundown. Pause for Popcorn is a movie and TV podcast affiliate of SDGC, our parent podcast that discusses all things video games. Uh, every single podcast is archived on our YouTube channel, and you can also find us on audio platforms like SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple iTunes, and more. Um, for today's topic, we're going to dive into what we love and hate about the best and worst uh, movie trailers. Uh, so I'm going to kick things off and welcome my co-host Justin. How's it going, buddy? Hey, Jeff. How's it? How are you? I am excellent. Happy to be back. Me too. So we're going to get into it. Um, we're going to kind of have uh, one main topic. We're just going to talk about some of our favorite movie trailers. Uh, we're not going to hone in on how they pertain to the movies themselves. We're more interested in what makes these good trailers, um, what gets us excited to see something in a theater. Uh, and we're going to talk about the different types of trailers that are effective at doing that. Um, so I figured we go ahead and start with the first one, uh, which we would call a mood or atmosphere, tra atmosphere trailer. Um, Justin, do you want to kind of break down what we mean by that? Yeah, so um, these are the trailers that, like, um, generally they tend to be, like, the first trailer um, released for a film. Um, these ones kind of tend to be more targeted at fans of a specific genre or franchise. Um, a lot of them, you know, are very music heavy, um, just very audio visual focused um, that kind of just focus on the general vibe setting tone of the movie more so than than plot um, or like major um, like action sequences or something like that. Yeah. Like they give you that feel, right? Like, what, what are you going to be feeling when you're sitting through this movie? Um, and I think it's really important that they stay true to that because we know there's sometimes a disconnect between the production team, like the director and the marketing team. And yeah. uh, when, when you have like a, whether it's this type of trailer or any type of trailer, when you have, when you set an expectation in that advertisement and then you get into the movie and it does not line up with what was promised, uh, that's a big problem <laughs> for sure. Uh, yeah, that's one thing. That's one thing I've I've noticed in general. Like, there's a lot of movies I've seen that haven't been well received, even if they were good movies on their own. Just because they differed so much from what the trailers were, people just came out mad that the movie wasn't what they were expecting. Mm -hmm. um, which is like, which I'm all for, you know, um, kind of playing with the audience a little bit and and expectations but when it ends up being like a vastly different movie than what people were expecting like in ter in terms of tone content etc mm -hmm. like instead of just being misleading about like a few plot points or something i think that can be like a real issue on the marketing side especially if it's somebody that doesn't go to the movies too often or things mm -hmm. like that so did you want to give us an example of something you think is a, like a really good trailer for setting the tone for something? Yeah, so um, I, I'm actually going to talk about both of these trailers, but um, probably unsurprising to people that are familiar <laughs> with um, me, I, I wanted to talk about the first trailer for Godzilla King of the Monsters because that immediately became one of my favorite trailers ever. And, you know, immediately sold me on what they were doing with this movie. So that's, movie. that's like, the first teaser trailer for Godzilla? Yes. Um, it's the one that's set to Claire de Lune. Mm -hmm. um, that kind of just has general voiceovers about, you know, what they're doing with this, like, Titan mythology within the MonsterVerse that WB is going to be doing. Um, um, 
So let's some... let's take a quick look at that before we move on, just so everyone's okay. on the same page. Its original and rightful rulers, the Titans. For thousands of years, these creatures have remained in hiding around the world. And unless all the Titans are found, our planet will perish, and so will we. They are the only guarantee that life will carry on. Yeah, so you get scenes like, you know, Mothra glowing in in the rain and stuff like that. That, you know, for somebody that is a big fan of these particular creatures and, like, um, and kaiju movies in general, like, I think the way it films and portrays the monsters is, like, the most important thing. And, mm-hmm. like, that trailer just made, made sure that I knew that, like, yes, they are handling this properly. Like, this is what i want out of this movie i think the promise that um gareth started with the first godzilla uh was the scale and like that feeling of awe yeah that you get from these creatures um because i i think you'd agree that's also super important is making them feel larger than life like making them feel like these otherworldly entities and a big part of that is how you film and frame them um and especially in a trailer you want to sell people on that Uh, and i think i agree that that first teaser did that so well you you know and that's and like that is like the thing that i think decides whether i'm on board with the director doing this movie or not (laughs) and i wasn't really sure about um michael doherty beforehand i mean i love trick-or-treat um i thought krampus was okay um but like he had, I hadn't seen him do something on this scale. Whereas like Gareth Edwards had done monsters before, and I had already seen him, you know, kind of do this. And mm-hmm. like this, for- that first trailer, I'm like, okay, I am totally confident in this creative team working on this movie. Um, as well as it just got me extremely excited <laughs> for the the movie. So um, I'm I'm in general a real big fan of mood trailers. Um, like even though they're not always the best like marketing uh, materials, we're kind of gonna we're gonna kind of get into that when we talk, you know, more of the hype trailers and stuff later on. But like I always think they're really really important. Like especially if you're like a diehard fan of a genre, um, or something, just to like know how it's being handled, and you kind of get a more of a feel for the cinematography and atmosphere of a film through these. And I really enjoy that. And I think it's a tough line to walk, right? Like you, um, you know, you want to give people a promise of what's to come, but you don't want to give too much away. Do you feel like the the King of Monsters one, like any of those shots, we touched on this in our spoilers discussion uh, last time. Do you feel like any of those shots um, betrayed their importance or the significance of their reveal in the movie itself? Or did those need to be in that trailer to, you know, to be effective? Uh, yeah, so I think it um, the shots that were in that trailer were very important to be in that trailer because, like, 
Um, I'm going to talk about that Mothra in the rain shot because, like, I think that's probably one of the most striking images from that trailer. And I think it does fall into the, you know, stuff I really would have liked to see, like, in the theater um, kind of moments that I mentioned on our spoiler discussion. However, like, you don't really know what's going on in that trailer. It doesn't really give you context for it. Mm -hmm. And I think it was so important to you know, set the mood of that trailer and show like what they're doing, like with the art direction and just general like framing of the film that I think it was a very important shot to include in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a good example, unless you wanted to, to touch on the Godzilla one anymore. Oh, uh, no, go, go ahead. Um, so the one I was going to bring up uh, for talking about good atmosphere um, is the first teaser for Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. This is the uh, um, Columbia Pictures, I think, from Sony um, yeah. that David Fincher did uh, a few years ago. Unfortunately, we didn't get a sequel, and they kind of rebooted it. Uh, but we're gonna, let's, take a, let's take a quick glance at the teaser trailer uh, before we dive into it. thing i love um about this trailer is uh i mean the music and the visuals um you just get this like panicked sense of urgency and uh it's like kind of a mix of anger and rage um and uh, despair like it's it's a hard thing to uh vocalize uh, but it gives you a gut feeling and it kind of makes you uneasy and that is the movie Um, yeah this is another one of my favorite trailers like trailers that have like music that really syncs up with what it's going for um and that matches the visuals and stuff i think are some of the most memorable and exciting trailers you can get Mm -hmm. um because on top of you know just being striking visually and you know selling the mood of the film like you kind of get the hey, this song is now stuck in my head and now I associate it with the movie kind yeah. of thing. Um, uh, yeah. So it kind of just builds it. Like it kind of, they kind of just build and stew in your head and stick with you mm-hmm. for a long time. And I, th- I think that's like the best thing a trailer can do when trying to sell a movie. And, and the awesome thing about this one is not only does it match the music perfectly, like they have every shot in time with the music. Like, you know, uh, so I think... Basically, every single shot is a single second. The trailer's about a minute and 39 seconds. So you you have 130 different shots of the movie, but each one of them is only a second. You have no time to... Like, they bounce around so much, there's no way to piece anything together. There's no sense of context. Um, so regardless of what point in the film they're taken from, they're not giving anything away. Um, and it's just... Yeah, like, it's just such... It's just throwing a barrage of visuals at you, and it's just so effective in what it does. And you sit there, like I, 
I don't remember the first time I saw it, but I can imagine being in the theater and this comes on and finishes and you're just like, kind of like, what the fuck did I just watch in a good way, right? Yeah, I, I remember being just mm-hmm. blown away by that trailer the first time I saw it. Um, mm-hmm. That's that, that one's a good pick. <laughs> I, I had to touch on that one, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it is very true to, um, to the movie. I feel like the promise uh, of what the film is in there is completely delivered on. Um, do you have any other mood trailers you wanted to talk about? Um, I'm going to kind of use this next one, I think, as a transition into, um, you know, the hype trailer kind of thing, because I think the mood of this trailer is, the mood of the movie is kind of a, a hype, uh, <laughs> kind of thing. All right. Um, why why it, don't you elaborate on the hype trailer bit? What, okay, what, what so, the hell, what's a hype I, trailer? Hype trailers are, like, the ones that I also like to call, like, the butts in seats trailers. Like, these are the ones that, you know, are going to kind of show, um, you know, more of the plot. They're going to show more of, like, the major action sequences if it's an action movie. Mm-hmm. Um, more of the, strike, like, really striking shots um, of the film. Like, these are the ones that are, you know, more targeted at, like, the wider audience. Where we kind of talked about with the mood trailers... You know, those are tend to be aimed towards established fans of a franchise or specific genre of film. So these um, are like the movies a month or two out and they need to yeah. sell some tickets. Yeah. Um, and so kind of one I wanted to talk about, um, which is kind of very similar, um, I think, to the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo um, trailer that Jeff mentioned is the Mission Impossible Fallout trailer. Um, which is set to, you know, this really driving beat. You don't understand what you're involved in. You need to walk away. Please don't make me go through you. How many times has Hunt's government betrayed him, disavowed him, cast him aside? How long before a man like that has had enough? cutting through um you know action sequences is that the uh, imagine dragons one yeah yeah that's a good one they use that for the girls week on wildlands trailer too and it got me hyped as hell for that <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it, it's just a super cool trailer and it's like really stuck with me since then like they mix in like the mission impossible theme beat to it mm-hmm. and everything um like and it doesn't give away too much of the movie it just kind of shows off some of like you know, the big stunt set pieces and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And just, you know, has the same kind of like, you know, driving speed as the movie itself does. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was one that I like, I go to the movies a lot. And so I get really tired of certain trailers. And that was one I got excited every time it came on. Cause I always just enjoyed watching it. I will finish what you started. There are stories about what happened. It's true. All of it. The dark side. 
चेहरा है My example I'm going to use for our uh selling tickets trailer is the Force Awakens the um what they call the official trailer so it came after the first two teasers um this is the one that opens with Rey uh she's got the mask on so like when the trailer opens you don't even see who the character is um and then she kind of takes it off and she kind of repels down inside the star destroyer um this is where we get like our quick shot of the Knights of Ren which didn't end up even being in the movie funny enough um but there's a lot of things I love about this trailer uh from a franchise perspective it checks all the star wars boxes you've got x-wings you've got the theme you've got lightsabers you've got uh you know the cool locations the um the walking up to maz's like cantina or castle or whatever um uh so it like it hits all the notes for the star wars fans but from a general perspective um it just gives you like kind of the sense of adventure and discovery that the movie's going to be about but at the same time I I mean I was hyped as hell for this movie. I was consuming every little bit of media I could and I watched this trailer and I could not tell you what this movie's actually going to be about. Like I see Rey, I don't know what she's doing. I don't know where she's going, right? Like I um I never felt like I had a good bead on the direction that the plot was headed, but that worked because I really wanted to see where it went. And um another thing it does well, which I love is uh, and it's a tricky one. It's subverting expectations. Uh, it's fun when it's done right, but you all can also really piss people off. And I thought they did a good job. Uh, you get the little cut at the end with Finn with the lightsaber in the forest. Uh, and he's got like this, oh shit look on his face. Um, and that's in the movie, but it doesn't play out. I don't think the way people were expecting, I think maybe some people were upset that he just got absolutely bodied. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That, that fight did not go the way that it seemed like it was going to go. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but you know, coming off of that, uh, I think the moment where Ray gets the lightsaber is one of my favorite movies in any or favorite moments uh, in any Star Wars film. When you get the little hint of the, the yeah, theme no, popping was, up there, it was it was such a payoff too from like you know what was teased in the trailer. Like mm-hmm. it was one of those things that like it sold a mo- like a really cool you know shot and really cool moment, and then you know. You're sure he's gonna be okay. They're everywhere. Battling for dominance. Arrival Alpha to Godzilla. You gotta be kidding. Another Godzilla trailer in there somewhere. You can't. You can't uh, oh, do yes. a show with um, just talking about one Godzilla talk about trailer. One. So I, I kind of <laughs> wanted to compare and contrast how these two trailers, uh, the two trailers for King of the Monsters. There was a second one that came out, mm-hmm. um, December or I think um, recent. It was yeah, we'll say we'll though. say December. Sure. Yeah, uh, more recent than the last one. Uh, that uh, you know, this one shows a lot more of the city destruction. It, you know, is the like the big reveal of Ghidorah, you know, it teases the Godzilla Ghidorah showdown mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like, this is the one that I think is going to sell a lot of people on the movie by like, um, whereas, you know, I was sold by just seeing, you know, this is how they're going to be presenting the monsters. Um, 
but this is the one that like especially since there are people that had issues with um 2014 <laughs> maybe not having as much uh, yeah if you thought you didn't get enough action. godzilla this is the movie for you <laughs> yeah like like it, like this one is just like oh yeah these monsters are the main characters of this movie and stuff is going to be exploding and breaking <laughs> and like you are going to get the big hollywood monster action like from this movie that mm-hmm. um that you want like um i will I say that the first movie's trailers uh we should have known what we were getting with those because the first one had the skydiving sequence and you just got yeah. little flashes of him and then the other one hit him pretty well too so like I feel like the first one was true to the movie, and with this one, they had better they had better deliver what they're promising in the trailers. Because it, it, it was also funny because like the first one, even the shots that we had of like Godzilla and stuff were a mm-hmm. lot of times edited yeah. from how they panned out in the actual movie. Wasn't the one in the back of the truck a little bit different? There or... was the one when they're going into like the underground bunker, mm-hmm. and um, like it, I think it was the like last shot of one of the trailers where you see the doors closing and like in the trailer it's like yeah. an up close shot of godzilla roaring yeah and in the movie it's like him fighting one of the mudos in the background and like they hit a building <laughs> as the door closes yeah because they didn't give anything about the mutos away in the trailer right um i think they showed them like very briefly okay like, yeah like mm-hmm. they they didn't seem like they were going to be a huge thing, and they were actually a bigger part of the movie than I think <laughs> people were expecting. Yeah. So do you think the the new one then? Do you think that trailers that's what the movie's going to be? It's going to be as action packed yeah. as they're selling. Yeah, I, I I think so. Like the director specifically said, um, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, oh, I loved the you know slow burn that uh, Gareth did, but I we're going all out with this one, <laughs> uh, and like. And also, I think for people that may not be as familiar with um, Godzilla stuff, I think it also kind of sets up like King Ghidorah as this really apocalyptic um, <laughs> thing, which I think is very important because mm-hmm. um, you know he is like the main nemesis of yeah. Godzilla in those movies, and is very big, and very powerful, and they really set that up well. So, yeah, like, um, and I I, th- I think it was, you know, a good kind of counter to, um, maybe not counter, but, like, good compliment to the first mm-hmm. trailer, um, where the first one is like, oh, you know, these creatures are, they're big and they're beautiful, and, you know, we're small, and this, and this one's like, and they will end us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. So kind of branching off that then, um, we were talking about the first one, you know, they changed a few things. Uh, that's something I don't think we've really touched on yet. How do we feel yeah. about um, trailers outright either? I mean, we know movies, uh, you know, a trailer might be made a year before the movie's out and we know they're in the editing room sometimes in, up weeks before the movie's released. So changes happen. Uh, but I think we're, we can agree we're at the point now where there's shots that are deliberately made for no other reason than to put in the trailer or to misdirect people. Um, you know, what do you think about that? Is it, do we like this? Is it deceptive? I'm, I'm actually going to go, I think people probably disagree with me, but I'm going to say I'm very for it. Um, as long as it doesn't betray like the actual like tone mm-hmm. of the film. Like, um, I mean, this is something that has been done with comedy trailers for a very long time. 
Because um, they, they, they shoot, do, like, a lot of takes, shoot, right? Yeah, they do a lot of takes, and they shoot jokes Yeah, and put in the trailers jokes that just aren't going to be in the film because, you know, part of comedy is the surprise. Um, and then Unfortunately, also sometimes some... they do put the yeah. jokes in the film and they're the best ones, and the rest of it yeah. can't live yeah. up to that. So, um, And then there's also, you know, R-rated movies, like uh, R-rated comedies that have to do basically entire, entirely separate jokes so that they can put them in a trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think now, now, um, nowadays, because of just the sheer amount of people that try to dissect trailers, um, we're getting more, more of that, like Marvel has been very, very <laughs> prominent in, um, doing this lately. Uh, we mentioned force awakens, mm-hmm. um, force awakens did it. Um, because I, I'm, I'm actually gonna, you know, take kind of a possibly controversial stance here because like. I have a I have a real issue with people that go through to dissect the trailers and try to like figure out the plot because that's literally not what trailers are for. Mm-hmm. They're not like telling you like they're not supposed They're not to be a puzzle like, for you to assemble. Yeah. Yeah, they're not a puzzle for you to assemble. They're like they're literally just advertisements to make you want to go see the movie. Mm-hmm. They're not meant for you to pause every frame and analyze every background like thing and be like oh this person has a bandage on in this scene and they didn't have it in this scene like oh maybe they got it during this scene like kind mm-hmm. of thing so um i'm really for it as long as it's not like basically making you know a movie seem to be like you know an entirely different genre or um <laughs> you know tone than what it actually ends up being yeah, and I think Marvel's done really well with that. Like the, um, you know, the Thor Ragnarok one where they did the little bait and switch on his eye. Yeah. Which, which was smart because, like, it, I think, made everyone way more off guard when he actually lost it in the movie. Yeah, uh, and even, then also that same that same trailer, like, you know, when it shows him, like, jumping at Hulk. Uh, in, the, in the trailer, he still, like, he still has, like, the helmet and yeah. the and the club that he has whereas in the movie like that's when he's like pulsing with electricity and punches hulk yeah and it made it made like like that's an like that's a great shot of like that's that's a great shot for a trailer but also because they edited it that made that great moment in the movie also better because (laughs) we were expecting it to play out differently um i think a lot of times some of this misdirection can actually really enhance Mm -hmm. um watching the film yeah, I agree. Um, so, do you want to talk about some bad trailers? Because there's a lot of bad trailers. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, recently, um, if if anybody saw um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse in theaters, which, if you were listening to this show, I really hope you did. Um, <laughs> I saw it multiple times myself. Um, there, like, the main... Basically, the headlining trailer that was attached to every showing of this was another Sony Pictures film called A Dog's Way Home. And I have never seen a trailer that multiple audiences have laughed at and been confused by as much as this one. Um, I think I ragged on it a bit in the spoiler discussion as well. Yeah, our new Um, goal is to mention A Dog's Way Home at least once in every episode. um, Yes. Uh, so, like, this trailer, I think, is straight up appalling. Like, 
Not even like, just for what it does at the end. Yeah, it's just not a good trailer. It has it's no just coherence. It's not a good trailer. It's just like a bunch of bad scenes like linked together by like the cheesiest, mm-hmm. most saccharine like <laughs> voiceover you could possibly have. Yeah. And that shows every single plot beat of the movie. Like it's basically meant for people that can't handle any kind of suspense with a dog. Like it's like, oh no, the dog's in danger. And then it cuts to how that problem is solved immediately yeah. after. Don't worry, the dog's and fine. It, don't worry, dog yeah, dog's yeah. fine. And then ends with it actually making its way home, like coming down the street. And like I even looked up to see if that was misdirection. Like, nope, that is actually the ending. In of the movie, the movie it just gets hit by a car. Right at that moment, I would have so much respect for it if that's how it if that's how it went. Like I would oh. I would have gone, but like, yeah. um, and like also overlaid in the background is the map of the dog's journey path home. Yeah. yeah, so like you know, like to make sure that you know that it's making progress and that mm-hmm. that is the end of it. Like, like every single time I've seen that movie the trailer has ended and everybody laughed and was like, why would I go see that movie now? And like, I've like, I've heard people just be like, what the fuck was that? Like, yeah. like it's just such a baffling trailer. Like I, I could rant about that trailer for, for so long. And, and you um, know, but no, go ahead. And sorry. it's also like super bizarre that that's like the main trailer that was on a, spider-man movie like that was the one that they're like okay yes this is going to be the big one we want everyone to see it's because they both got flagged with family movie in the metadata or whatever and then they yeah they're both sony pictures films too that's true which is weird because there's like a universal one based on another book from the same author but like from a different studio coming out in may it's super strange weird um (laughs) But kind of, you know, and similar to that one, this is kind of digging into the archives a bit, but there's, um, there was a Castaway trailer, I don't remember which one, that actually has him, and spoilers if you haven't seen Castaway, it's like 100 years old now, um, but like it shows him on the island and stuff, and then the second half of the trailer is like, he's on the plane after he got rescued, and, it's like, and they're like, we had you declared dead, and he's like, well, what did you put in the coffin? Like, like so it's like... It's oh, a, I, wow, I, I, I didn't remember that trailer. <laughs> it shows shots of his reunion with his wife, but I mean, I'll give those a pass because if you haven't seen the movie, those could be flashbacks. You don't know yeah. that that's after, but there's deliberate conversation in the plane on his way home where they're telling him, like, we had you declared dead, you we buried you, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, so it's, uh, I don't know. Like, I guess it depends what their intention with the movie is. Like, are we, is it, is the... Is the suspense not will he live or not? Is it just more about watching how he survives and how he returns to his life? Because there is a significant portion of the film after he returns home about, like, how do you come back from this? How do you move on from it? How does that affect your relationships? Um, And actually... Also, if you were watching that trailer, you could have thought maybe it was, like, him thinking back. Like... Like, say he was on the, like, it starts like, with him on the plane or something, like, thinking back to the events on the island or something. Uh, no, it's pretty clear <laughs> that he's having a direct conversation with someone after he was rescued. But, it, yeah, like, it could be a hallucination or a dream. But nobody's yeah. going to watch that trailer and make that leap. Like, so, yeah. um, it's just kind of a, a bizarre choice. And it's the same thing, like, why the, the whole set, and that's what I wanted to talk about with bad trailers. And that'll kind of lead into my next section here. Um... 
is it's okay to give away plot beats if they don't betray the central tension or premise of the movie. Um, yeah. Which I feel like if you have a movie called Castaway about someone stranded on an island, the primary conflict is them trying to survive. And then you tell people in the trailer that, yes, they survive. That's a little bit like going yeah, against... Or- a dog's way home where you show exactly how (laughs) it gets home and then it getting home well because you might say well it's the journey not the destination but i just fucking saw the journey saw the journey yeah (laughs) so um but no that and that goes into my example for what i think is a bad trailer is uh this i think it's the second official trailer for batman versus superman and this is hard because wb likes to put out a shitload of trailers like a comic-con trailer blah blah blah. Um, this is kind of like the second big one that they showed and I fucking love the first Batman vs. Superman teaser trailer. I was hyped as hell when I saw that. Um, it's just super moody. It's got the statue of Superman there and the voiceover. And it's got Bruce just seething um, and the light. Like, it's just got some gorgeous yeah. shots in it. And I was, like, sold. And then I saw this trailer. And that was... I know you like the movie. But that was where I started to be like, I have some concerns. Um, well, see, I, I actually wasn't even into the first trailer that much. Really? The trailer that you're talking about, mm. like, I almost didn't go see the movie because of the one that you're talking about. And, like, um, yeah, I, we've talked about it. I, I like that movie. Yeah. Um, I'm probably going to get people adding me on Twitter uh, <laughs> about saying that on this show. But, like, one of the things I usually enjoy about Zack Snyder's movies are actually the trailers because I think his trailers are, like, a really good mix of both, like, these moody trailers and yeah. hype trailers. But, like, yeah, this this Batman vs. Superman one just really fell flat. It was just all over the place. And, um, I mean, we know in a comic book movie called Batman vs. Superman, we know Batman probably isn't going to straight up fucking murder Superman or... Superman's not going to rip Batman's head off. We know that's not going to happen, especially because the theatrical cut wasn't rated R. But there's some tension. We don't know what the outcome of this fight uh, will be. I know leading into the movie, they were kind of playing into the marketing campaign, like who will win, right? Like whose side are you on? So this trailer, the first half is like not great, but it's fine. And then the last part, all of a sudden Doomsday shows up. Is that what that thing was? It was Doomsday, right? Yeah, it was Doomsday. Uh, And then you have Batman and Superman standing beside each other, like, clearly fighting him. So we can assume, like, you know, it, it's like the conflict has been resolved. And, yeah, and then 20 and then minutes all... later, they're going to be fighting something else. And then it throws in yeah. Wonder Woman. And then it throws in Wonder Woman, yeah. Like, that With... moment would have been so cool. In the Like, that that's another example of, like, mm-hmm. hey, this is a really cool thing that they really should have saved for the movie. Like, and especially, it, like... It would have worked better like, in the trailer... Sorry, yeah. it would have worked better in the trailer if she had had her own solo movie before it because people like me who don't read comics and have no fucking idea what the deal with Wonder Woman is, we would have watched that movie and been like, holy shit, she's in this movie. I got to go see this. But instead, it's just completely out of the blue and it's like, okay. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's I think, the biggest thing about that movie and, and even the trailers because also the trailers are trying to fit in all the Justice League like Mm -hmm. tie-in stuff too and it's like there's like at least three movies that needed to be made before that one yeah and like the movie like it it tries to catch people up while furthering its own plot and i think that's kind of where it Mm -hmm. stumbles um i mean i even though i like the movie i'm not gonna say there's not problems (laughs) with it like um like 
but yeah, like it was like it was just such a clear example of WB wanting to rush into having these big crossover event movies without mm-hmm. building up the individual characters first. And like I think that was very clear even even in the marketing. Um which yeah. is unfortunate because I I think um you know kind of if they had been able to you know give it time and like kind of establish why these characters are the way they are in this take on the universe and like where they were going and stuff I think I think the whole thing would have resonated with people a lot better instead of just rushing mm-hmm. towards what should have been like the end point not the beginning and it, it felt like that's what happened with the trailers too i felt like the earlier ones were uh, a little bit more focused and then this one i just watching it i'm like you've got a movie called batman versus superman but the end of this trailer is batman superman and wonder woman fight a giant mud monster like it, <laughs> it, it it was like the whole marketing campaign had been batman here and superman here and then the end of that trailer i was just like you're just throwing that all away because everyone's gonna watch this and they know like I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if WB ends up doing the same thing next year with the Godzilla versus Kong stuff, mm-hmm. because you know that movie's not just going to be Godzilla fighting King Kong, yeah. like, <laughs> especially because there's no way like Godzilla would just fucking yeah. destroy Kong. Let's set yeah. the record straight like, right here. <laughs> Kong doesn't yeah, have a um, chance. Um, although Kong won in the original one, which mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not okay with that. Mm. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, like you, you know that there's gonna be something else they end up fighting, and it's and it's like, are they gonna show that in the trailers? Mm-hmm. Um. So did you have? Uh, I guess you had Dogs Way Home. There's nothing else off the top of your head you can think of. Okay, so there's one I want to mention. Unfortunately, I cannot remember the title of the movie because this trailer is so bad. Um, and like, I wanna I wanna preface this by. If so, it, please, if somebody figures out what movie this is, let me know so I can <laughs> I can do it. But it's it's a trailer I saw recently. I just scoured like a list of 2019 movie releases and could not find, you know, the name of this movie. I, I've seen it mentioned a few times. I know it when I see it, but like this trailer is basically incomprehensible. It's a couple scenes of this woman and her family, and then she's like, "Oh, I got a great opportunity," and then leaves. And then everybody's trying to find her. You cannot determine the genre of this movie if it's supposed to be a drama. You cannot tell if it's supposed to be a comedy. You cannot tell (laughs) if it's supposed to be a heartwarming um, movie. There is zero information about what it is. And, like, I get the mystery is trying to figure out where she went and why. Is that the mystery, though? (laughs) I I mean, (laughs) that seems established. The title, like, pretty much explicitly is like oh this person is missing okay searching for this person Mm -hmm. um i really wish i could remember it i guys i looked for like an hour trying to figure out the title of this but i wanted to talk about the trailer um are you sure it wasn't another taken movie was it liam neeson's (laughs) daughter that went missing no okay (laughs) um it was just it was just such a bizarre trailer like and like I said, like the individual scenes that they showed didn't look that bad, mm-hmm. but I have no idea how they connect. I have no idea what tone it was going for. Like, you know, some things can get away with not showing much information about the movie at all. Mm-hmm. Like we're seeing that with Avengers Endgame. Um, they're really not showing much of that movie because they can get away with it. Because um, you're already invested in it, right? Yeah, if you're invested yeah. in something, you can get away with that, but... 
Uh, you know, but for like a our... movie that's yeah, like this is like a smallish movie that's coming out. Like again, I couldn't even find it on like official lists of 2019 movie releases, mm-hmm. and I remember it said it was coming in 2019 at the end. Um, well, I'm making it my mission this weekend to figure out yeah. what that is. <laughs> it's, it's gonna dr- it's gonna drive me insane. So please, like, contact me on Twitter if you can figure out what movie I'm talking about. I've seen like I've seen people on like film Twitter talking about it um too and they had the same reaction as me like what is this movie <laughs> um and it's another I mean, secret I think JJ it also Abrams says, project I think it also I think it also says something when you know I can't remember the title of it despite yeah, that's being, bad marketing like, yeah um despite thinking mm-hmm. Being so confused by this trailer, at least you think the title would have imprinted in my <laughs> mind, but nope. All right, well, I think we're getting long on the tooth here, so we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Um, that was a good talk. Uh, I I love. Um, I actually think trailers don't get as much appreciation uh, as they should. I actually think um, they're almost a, a separate art form from creating the movie itself. I think there's. Uh, different techniques and different considerations to uh, that go into creating a really good trailer. Uh, and I would love to, uh, you know, because how often do directors make their own trailers? Not very it, often. It, it really depends on the director and mm-hmm. the, the production company. Yeah, because um, I would love to give a little bit more credit to the people behind some of my favorite yeah. trailers. Yeah, because um, I, I, I 100% do agree like i like a well executed trailer i think is almost as important as a well executed movie Mm -hmm. um just both from a marketing aspect and just from a like general like showcasing the work that went into this film like in just like a short um short condensed format Mm -hmm. um so yeah I, i would love to hear more from people that make trailers absolutely uh but we'll go ahead and wrap it up there um as always you guys can catch us on twitter justin is at roboplato i am at banana factory 87 uh you can catch pause for popcorn at paused for popcorn the number four and our parent podcast uh scgc is at official scgc uh we go live every thursday night we're live right now uh talking about all things video games so make sure you check all that out And until next time, you guys have a good night and we will see you here again. Take care.